Hi everybody, welcome to another episode of Sober in the City. My name is Kristen Youngin and I am your sober holiday hostess with the mostest. If you guys are uh, attempting to be sober this holiday season, I have good news and bad news for you. (laughs) The bad news is that there is no more horrible time to try to be sober than at the holidays. Um, That is probably the most hideous time of the year for all of us, addicts and non-addicts alike. Um, I think it transitions a lot of normal drinkers into into what could easily become an addict (laughs) from the level of self-medication going on with family and friends over this stressful time. Um, And if you are, of course, a legitimate addict, um, you know what that means. And if you're a person in recovery, now you're stuck with all your feelings and no medication. So what I have for you This week is a 12-step process for getting through the holidays. A 12-step tool for um, just ideas on ways to get through the holidays. This is based on my column called Sober in the City and the December issue um, for West 42nd Street Magazine. But you, my friends, are getting it straight from my lips. Um... The thing about the holidays is, and I'm just free-versing it here, as the kids say. (laughs) Um, The thing about the holidays is that, you know, number one, okay, let's just start naming these things off. Number one, you can say no. You're allowed to say no. And when I first got sober, this was news to me. I come from a background of suck it up and if it's uncomfortable too bad that's what the drinks are for soak it up you know I mean let's absorb this (laughs) let's drink it away the discomfort and you don't say no you go to the things that you committed to going to there's certain family obligations and you go I'm here to tell you this year I'm giving you permission if this is your first sober holiday and what the hell if it's your 10th sober holiday But particularly if it's your first, you have permission to say no. You can say, you are allowed to say this and I'm going to give you a script. Dear, insert name here, or a phone call, not a text, a phone call. Hi, insert name here. Hi, Aunt Betty. Um, I just wanted to let you know that I'm not going to be able to make it to the Christmas Eve party this year. Um, I'm feeling particularly fragile and um, I really am going to sit this one out. Uh, I would love to spend time with you individually and catch up. Our relationship means so much to me and I love you. I'll give you a call in the morning and um, let's plan a time to grab coffee. Okay, that's one idea. Another idea is you don't have to say the word fragile if you don't want to tell them what you're going through. You can just say, hey, I cannot come. I apologize. I'm not able to make it. You don't have to lie or make up an excuse. And you can say, I value our relationship so much and I would love to spend time with you. Um, Can we grab coffee sometime? So you do not have to say you're feeling fragile. For those people that know that you're newly sober, that is the truth and you are welcome to say it. So one, 
you can opt out of going completely altogether. It is one day a year. You'll be back at it in no time. You'll be feeling up to it later, but don't push it. It's a really, really touchy time. And um, you don't have to continually put yourself in harm's way. You don't, um, there's an old saying, recovery saying, you know, if you don't want to slip, what is it? If you don't want to slip, don't go where it's slippery. So um, you have permission to not go. That's number one. Number two, if you do go, be of service. Um, Show up early and keep your hands moving. Ask, you know, Aunt Betty if you can help her make coffee. Um, Refill water glasses. Get to know some other members of your family. Uh, Shovel the walk. Refill the toilet paper. I don't know. Find something to, to do that'll be of service. Trust me on this one. This is going to make your night go a lot easier if you can help somebody else. Because what this will do is get you out of your own head and you're, you're looking at everybody else, drinking, having a good time, and, and the self-pity and the insecurity that is bound to creep up. If that doesn't creep up, then the judgment is going to creep up and you're going to start snarling and looking at everybody who gets to drink a glass of wine or two and stops. And you and I both know you're not that person. I'm not that person either. I'm not a half a glass of wine gal. There is no one cookie in my life. There is not one potato chip. There isn't a, you know, a half of a gimlet. I, I am an addict to a lot of different things. And um, if you're reading this article on how to stay sober, then chances are you are too. So um, being of service is really important. Uh, The third option is to, as I put in the column, sit at the kids table. You are free to sit with the younger members of your family and get to know them. You know, if you come from an alcoholic home, Um, If you're an addict or somebody who's struggling, chances are you do because we run in tribes. We run in, in, in circles, you know, it's genetic. And in, in my family, if you're not alcoholic, then you marry one, you know, it's like, we're just those people. And so um, the kids need to feel safe too. And to have a sober cousin or aunt or uncle or parent or grandparent is so soothing to kids and um, they'll feel safe and you'll have fun and you'll get to know some different people than you would usually spend time with while you're, you know, hanging at the bar with your endless cup of whatever um, getting wasted and the kids are just annoying. So that is your tip number three. Tip number four is to bring the phone numbers of your sober friends, your sober support system, and to use it. You know, we are so lucky we have cell phones, and I cannot tell you how many times I have gone into the bathroom or out on the porch and hyperventilated to a friend and been like, oh my God, oh my God. And this helps them, and this helps me. And, and the truth is, is that you'll likely be helping your friend if you do that too, because you're not alone in this world. There's plenty of us trying to get through this without killing ourselves, you know, without going back into the lion's den. And if you've come this far, um, you know, 
it's not worth giving up for one night or one uncomfortable evening. The truth is, is when you get through this evening, you're going to have built some kind of spiritual musculature that you did not have before. And it's going to make the next time easier. And this is how we build a life on brick and rock instead of a life out of sand because we actually start building self-esteem from the ground up. And how we build self-esteem is by taking care of ourselves. And how we take care of ourselves is that we love ourselves. And how we love ourselves is that we is that we believe we're worth it. So um, having a phone number, that is important of your sober friends and family. Um, I can't tell you that one enough. Um, another tip is to make plans with your friends, your sober friends, and to make plans with them afterwards so that you can, um, you guys can, you could leave early. That is the other tip. So I'm, com- I'm going to combine two of them. One is leave early or on time, which is new for addicts. It actually exists. My, um, one of my friends in entertainment says the least important people are the last people at the party. So I don't know if you have a history like I did. Um, I was always the last person at the party. <laughs> I was waiting for the party after the party. The, 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 there is something called leaving promptly. And um, don't be afraid to do that. You can leave And you can, um, you know, if there's a big mess, you can tell your mom, I can come over and help you in the morning, but don't stay until everybody gets sloppy drunk and you're the sober person. You're going to wind up pissed off. It's going to be uncomfortable and just get out of there. You did it. You did it. You, you showed up for yourself. You showed up for your family. You did it soberly. Now get the hell out of there. And make plans with your friends if you can. If you still have the energy, you can meet them at the big boy afterwards. And you can all talk and catch up and laugh and, like, high-five each other for making it through. That is great. Um, So I think we are at seven. I don't know. Seven, eight, something like this. Um, The other thing is to, after you've done that, whether or not you've gone out with your friends, is to write a gratitude list when you get home. Write a list of all the things that you're thankful for. And um, that will help seal the deal. You never, ever have to do this again. You don't have to have your first sober holidays again. You have nailed it. You have done it. Now it's time to go to bed. So we're at number 10, which is go to sleep. Number 11 is to reread number 10, go to sleep. Number 12, my 12 step tip is no, don't call him, don't call her, go to sleep, dumbass. The day is over. You've made it without getting yourself into trouble. Shut your eyes and go to sleep. There you have it, you guys. That's my 12 step guide to getting through the holidays sober and, um, If you want to follow me on Instagram, my name is Kristen Youngin, Kristen, K-R-I-S-T-E-N-J-O-N-G-E-N, or, excuse me, you can find me at mysoulsoup.com, but I am proud of you because you're setting yourself up by getting prepared, going in it to win it, showing up to be of service, be of love, speak to some other people, 
get to know the other members of your family, being a safe person, being a good friend, and going to sleep without harassing somebody who is perfectly fine with you ignoring them. (laughs) Your ex will live. It will. All right, you guys. It's another edition of Sober in the City, and have a great night.